0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
1: Hi guys, quick one before we get into the episode. This episode is sponsored by Zencaster, which is the production suite that I've used from the very beginning of this podcast. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast, hang around at the end of the episode for our 30% discount referral code. Thanks
2: so our podcast is called right and wrong so are
1: these your notes these <laughs> are these your notes about what we're gonna say uh, anything Yes, it. a short answer <laughs> so how many novels did you not finish oh my Probably. god so many <laughs> 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 it was perfect what's she talking about this is not a,
2: Ooh. Ooh, a spicy question i love it
1: <laughs> this is it the big secret to getting published. you have to write a good book <laughs> it here first <laughs> we're gonna <say. laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Right and Wrong Podcast. I'm Jamie and this week we're getting another glimpse behind the curtain of publishing as I'm joined by long-term friend of the show and -and up-and-coming publishing superstar Eleanor Rose. Welcome back.
2: Hi, thanks. (laughs) And uh, thanks for the uh, nice intro. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely overselling me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. You're a superstar in the making. So when we last spoke, which was uh, a little over a year ago, I think. Yeah. You were... I think about a year into your role as a production assistant at Bloomsbury. Yes. But a lot's happened since then. What are you up to nowadays?
2: So I've gone completely different direction. (laughs) Uh, I now work at a different company in a different role in a different division, different department. Um, So, yeah, as you said, I was in production. I'm now in marketing and publicity, which is kind of always, I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. And yeah, instead of working at Bloomsbury, I now work at Bonnier Books UK. And instead of working in an academic division, I now work in a kids division. So everything is mm. different.
1: Was that something that you sort of wanted to move into?
2: Yeah, definitely. I um, So I did an apprenticeship with Bloomsbury Publishing. So sort of one day a week, I was helping the marketing and publicity departments at Bloomsbury. And with that kind of experience, I was like, actually this is a lot more me this is a lot more what I want to do and I had a bit of um adults exposure as well but the kids was just seemed really really fun and I think it's just more like vibrant it's just more creative it's just more fun like you're working on little picture books that have like pop-ups and little animals and stuff <laughs> like how can you complain <laughs> it's a lot more exciting than academic
1: yes and you, and you're and, and moving from production to a more marketing yeah. publicity role what's entailed within that role
2: Oh god. Uh, everything. <laughs> a snapshot. <laughs> um, a snapshot. So marketing is a lot of social media, it's a lot of um digital like uh, design creation stuff. It's a lot of ads, it's a lot of uh fancy POS which stands for point of sale, mm-hmm. so posters and standees. And then publicity is basically reaching far and wide and being like hey you should love our book like we do. So it's (laughs) contacting influencers, contacting bloggers, contacting press and radio, that kind of thing. Um, and podcasts like yourself.
1: Yes, indeed. So does the, the bulk of when you get a book that comes in and your team Mm -hmm. is now in charge of marketing it, does Mm -hmm. the bulk of the work go towards the launch and the sort of launch window?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that it's really, um, weird in publishing in that, like everything is focused around the pub day. So the day that it's launched and uh, it's released and it's out into the world for people to buy. Um, yeah. In marketing and PR, it's a lot about planning and leading up to that. So we have a lot of meetings where we discuss and we brainstorm what we think we're, we're going to do. Um, we liaise with other departments such as editorial and be like, has the author got any preference? Uh, we liaise with design and that sort of thing and kind of uh, draft how we think is going to be the best cover to get um, as much like coverage as possible online. Um, And then it's, yeah, it's a lot of planning. So it's scheduling social media posts, uh, sending out review copies to people to get reviews in advance. And then the kind of the big crazy bit is the pub day. So we've just had a couple of titles um, launched recently on our hockey books imprint. And it's like all about that. It's all about the bars. It's out for people to buy now. Um, you have like the pre-order stuff as well. So people can technically buy it before it's out and it will be delivered on the pub day. Um, but yeah, essentially it's kind of like a window of time around the pub day. Um, sometimes it may be like a week, sometimes it's a month, sometimes it's a couple of months depending on the book really. Um, but yeah, there is kind of like a short, sharp section of when we just push that book.
1: Right. And is it, is it a team for each book or is it like you would be assigned a book Mm -hmm. individually?
2: Yeah, so uh, we're a pretty small team at Bonnie Books UK. So there's literally only about six of us in the marketing and PR team of kids um so we work really closely together but we have title allocations so we look at sort of the next six months of the year and we say who wants to work on this book does anyone got any preference if we're looking at workload we say actually you've not got that many titles this month do you want to take it on um so there is a little bit of freedom when we're looking at allocation to say you know I really like picture books I want to work on the template imprint I really like YA books I want to work on hotkey um but we do kind of get a mix because we've got five imprints so we've got and um, board books, middle grade books trend based books y a books right. um and non fiction books, so you get a real kind of like mix on what you work on and um, but in terms of like the allocation in the workload, that is usually a title by title basis on just one person so there 'll be one marketer and one publicist
1: oh okay, okay, that makes sense so but you're saying most of the F, most of the sort of workload is towards the launch and that window. But then yeah. the next six months, what's the sort of, how does it work as an ongoing marketing plan? Do you just sort of put a lot of money into it, launch six, then the next six months and then sort of have a tiny little drip feed of marketing? Or do you continue to market it indefinitely? <laughs>
2: Yeah, no that 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 first point is quite right. Um, in the, that we kind of really focus around the pub day, and then we kind of drip feed it depending on if there's any like seasonal promotions. Like right. if we have a really gifty book, Christmas would be a perfect time to push that. Yeah. Um, we've got um things like you know National Penguin Day, National Donut Day, that sort of thing <laughs> that will link into our book. So we're like, oh, this book is perfect for us. We'll schedule some social media and stuff. But um, over time we'll run out of budget and we'll decide that that campaign has uh, come to an end and we can just sort of analyze it and report back to the other teams and say how it went if we met our sales targets that sort of thing Um, and then yeah depending on the book we'll kind of like uh, get the campaign to a close if you like it doesn't mean it's totally that's it we're neglecting the book anymore because Um, We might have like a backlist title that editorial will come to us and say, you know, this has been on, uh, you know, the news. Can we, you know, do a social media post about it to support or um, it's just gone viral on TikTok. Can we plan something around that? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of as and when, like ad hoc. But uh, yeah, normally over time we run out of budget and we've kind of done the most that we can to get the audience. And then uh, we start working on the new titles.
1: Okay, so they they kind of go on hiatus and if there's a reason to put more marketing into them you do but other than yeah. they're sort of dormant okay, yeah that makes sense uh, whilst you as a team at bonnier won't be marketing them there's i mean it's almost like a staple now in the industry that authors are part of their own promotion and marketing team mm-hmm. how much contact let's say you're you're assigned to a book so one of your books how much contact do you have with the author
2: yeah, it's a good question. Um, and like I hate to say, it, but it does depend on the title. Okay. Um, so, some titles, like the authors might be really relaxed and really self serving, and they'll just go and do all of their own stuff and just email us and say, by the way, I've done X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um you, some, you might get some authors that like their debut and they need a bit of hand holding, and they might email us and say, I, I don't know what to do here. Can you help? Um, You might get some sort of agents as well that obviously have a really close relationship with the authors. The agents might come to us and say, I I really want an update. What are we doing for marketing? Can we do this instead? Um, So it is kind of like we have a lot of uh, communication with them. I would say I email sort of a couple of times per my titles. And um, so sometimes if uh, for PR, like I've got one that I'm working on recently, they're doing a guest post for like a magazine. So I need to be in contact and say, are you happy to do this? Go back to the article and say, OK, what do we need? Where's the deadline? Feed that back to the author. So you kind of act as like the main, like the middleman between uh, kind of like the press and the author. And then like depending on the author, like you can get really good relationships. They might start tagging you and stuff on social media and dropping you a message just to say what they've been up to and that kind of thing. Um, it's it's one of the the bonuses of when you have like a really close relationship with an author it's really nice and it seems really kind of like rewarding and, yeah. and you really want them to do well as well obviously not just as part of the job but you have like a connection with them and the book so you you really want them to do well
1: yeah that's nice do you ever um because I know that there's some authors are very happy to be on social media and to promote yeah. themselves but but then there's also a sort of much more introverted side where there's lots of authors who don't like that kind of thing do, do you ever sort of coach them in using social media and self-promotion and going to in-person events?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think we're, you know, marketing and PR, we're known as the people that if you do have problems or if you want to know how to do things, you do come to us and that's why we're there. TikTok is a fantastic example. Like that wasn't around X a number of years ago yeah. and that has seen like a crazy amount of success in the book industry um and we've started launching a new tiktok channel for our kids division um and so we're kind of contacting some authors and being like hey if you are comfortable We'd love to get you on, you know, talking about your book, why you think people should um, buy it or do like a time lapse of your illustrations or something like that. Some people know TikTok and, and, they, and they're they fine to get on with it. But some people they are like, I have no idea what TikTok is. Can you help? <laughs> um, so we've got like a guide for them, content ideas, like how to actually use the app. Um, and then we've done it even like internally as well, like TikTok training courses and stuff to get people involved we're never going to be like, no, you need to just go and fend for yourself and work it out. Like we're there to support you at the same time. Like, even if it's an author's personal account, you know, they are our author. So we want to support them. We want them to get bigger followers. We want them to post about their book, that kind of thing. So yeah, we're here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, you're there as a, as a support system because it can be daunting. Do you organize in-person events as well?
2: Uh, we don't, as far as I know, I mean, I've only sort of been here six, seven months. Um, I mean, we've had things like librarians come in and we talk to them about the kind of books that we've got coming up, but we haven't as yet had anything kind of author facing.
1: Okay. So you mentioned TikTok and you, uh, have been growing your social media presence uh, personally outside of your work with Bonnier, um, through your YouTube channel, which Um, I think you started it a few months before this podcast Mm -hmm. started so they're kind of similar in age Um, just to recap and for anyone who doesn't know what your YouTube channel is what was the initial idea why did you decide to make a YouTube channel Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so I was doing an apprenticeship, as I mentioned, uh, to get into publishing. So I didn't go to university. um, And I was learning so much about all the different departments. And I was like, I want to share this. And I was asked to talk at uh, an online event, talking about my role in production at the time. And I was like overwhelmed by the amount of like LinkedIn messages afterwards and messages in the chat and stuff, people like, really appreciating me talking about it and they you know they learned things that kind of thing and I thought oh there's obviously a gap in the knowledge here um and i said before like I was thinking of doing it as a blog but I just thought no one was gonna read that (laughs) um so I was like oh I'll try YouTube you know I I didn't think that that would be the space for it but I was like I'll give it a go for like a couple of videos if it doesn't do well then that's it at least I tried um Mm. And then like when I did my first video and there was a lot of like welcome and that kind of thing, I was like, oh, this actually seems like something that people might like. And then it just kind of, yeah, went from there. And then I'm still posting videos sort of every every week on publishing. So whether it's interviews with people that work in publishing or tips to get into publishing and the application process, book reviews, behind the scenes, all that jazz.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very similar origin to this podcast where... Mm-hmm. Me as a writer, went to other events, met other writers and realized that we all shared a sort of, I think a lot of people write a book and then say, okay, now what do I do with it? And then there's this whole learning curve of how publishing works. I mean, it's a different angle from what you're looking at, but... It, generally publishing it can be quite a sort of mysterious and shrouded industry that doesn't work necessarily like many other industries.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I'm still learning stuff. Like I've been in the industry sort of for over a couple of years now and people that have been in it for like 20 years, there's still stuff that they don't know because it is <laughs> constantly changing. Like there's always yeah. new stuff going on. Like TikTok, for example, like that as I said, that has done so well for the publishing industry. One of our books just went viral and that's it. Sales went like massive. Mm. Um, So there's always stuff to learn. And I think, yeah, there's not enough information about it out there. Like there's like two textbooks total. That's it. Um, And obviously you have the MA courses, but if people don't want to go to university, like me, I didn't go to university. How do you kind of access that? How do you find out about it unless people are talking about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. So a year and a half after the... Uh, creation of the of the channel. Are the goals and ideas still the same or have they sort of evolved as you've gained more experience and knowledge of the industry?
0: Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4 e models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
2: Mm, that's a really good question. And I think that, like same with anything, I'm learning every week from my videos. Like I analyze them not in as much detail as i used to but i'm still sort of thinking did this get enough views did this get a lot of engagement what are people actually interested in because it's kind of like an education channel so it's not just me putting out vlogs all the time and that sort of thing i don't really care it's all about me it's it's providing like a service if you like for other people so there's no point me doing it if it's not what people want to learn from um so i've definitely learned a few things like based on the the views and stuff i think the way that um It's going in terms of like, it's still very publishing focused. I think that's still how I want it for now. Um, I still have the interviews like every month uh, with people from the industry. And like, even though they might not perform really well in views, I get a lot of comments and DMs and that sort of thing saying that they found that helpful. So it's, it's hard to kind of weigh up the... The numerical analytics if you like like the view counts and the likes compared to the, the comments and people messaging me privately that you can't sort of analyze um I'm trying to do a lot more like well-being videos as well so still kind of related to publishing so it's like um books about mental health or interviews of mm-hmm. people that have done mental health books or um one that I've been editing today is like how how you can sort of like look after yourself at work when you work in publishing. um, And that's kind of like a separate playlist, but still within the channel. So I'm still trying to like build that a little bit more, I guess, as well. But I think overall, it's kind of the main aim is still there to kind of like help people and put out information that I've learned. And for me as well to learn, like I, people might ask me for a certain video if I don't know it. So I have to go and like research it, find out, interview people, that sort of thing, and then then put it out there um
1: yeah so from the youtube channel you've also started a, a, an instagram account a bookstagram as they yes. call them, and uh and your own tiktok account which is which is predominantly booky publishing yeah. stuff but you obviously with some personal stuff as well what what was the was it just a sort of extension of the youtube channel that you went into those or was it more of a fun kind of curiosity thing that you've got into them
2: yeah, literally a mix of both. So, the Instagram, so my Twitter, I was the very first thing I started. I started that a couple of years ago to yeah. use that as how I'd promote YouTube because YouTube, you can't like like, retweet videos, that kind of thing. It's Mm. a very kind of, like, individual experience, whereas, like, Twitter, obviously, it's so collaborative. So I was like, I'll create a Twitter account so I can share my videos in there, and people on Twitter can go and uh, use that. So I did that, and Twitter is still my main platform. But then I was like, how else can I reach a big audience? So I started the Bookstagram, um, but I've leaned so much less towards pushing that to the channel and more about my own book reviews because – at the same time as me working in the industry and doing all these videos, like I still like reading and I still want to share my thoughts and be a part of it from like a blogger's point of view. So a lot of that now is just my own book reviews. And um, I focus like so little on analytics of that. Like I don't really care how many likes I get on my Instagram posts or anything like that. It's more just for me to look back on the books I've read and how I found them, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the TikTok was because um, I started this new job, marketing PR and TikTok is a fairly large part of it. I was like, right, I'm going to have to brush off my TikTok skills. (laughs) I'm going to have to download the app. I was so like, throughout lockdown, everyone was so obsessed with TikTok. It's all they ever did. And I was like, no, it's a waste of time. I'm not going to fall into that trap. The <laughs> And then I started this job and was like, oh God, I'm going to have to download it. Yeah, um, it's
1: market research.
2: Yeah, literally. Yeah. So now obviously I'm like two hours a day just scrolling on TikTok, but still, um, yeah. So For work I, I re- or
1: just addiction?
2: A mix, a mix, a mix. Yeah, it starts off at work and then all of a sudden I'm like, why am I looking at puppy videos? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the TikTok is kind of like the same as my Twitter where it's like, it is mainly bookish, but I will have the, the odd like personal TikTok on there because mm-hmm. at the same time it is, me it's my channel yeah so i really like the tiktok now like as reluctant as i was to it before i really do like making tiktoks and it's very um it's very easy to get new people on there and it's really like interactive platform um and it obviously yeah it really helps me for the work point of view because we now have a new tiktok channel at work um so it's helped me in that way
1: book i believe book
2: what... is the word yeah <laughs> and it's got there was there was an article recently i can't remember what it, what um a press outlet it was but it was like how booktok has made people start reading so much more um, and it was on the news before as well like booktok is genuinely insane it's gone crazy
1: yes it's it's funny despite all the negative press that you know there, there are good things coming out of uh, tiktok that people are young people are reading more which is great
2: mm-hmm. yeah for sure
1: so you've been uh, a, a member of the bookstagram book talk community sort of for a while. Do you have any tips for readers, authors or, or whoever uh, on things that you've learned about making content within those communities?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have a very specific video video if people want to learn how to get free books, if they are starting out on bookstagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you literally go on my channel and it's, I think I've pinned it, it's like how to get free books. And I've kind of given tips there on how to make your Instagram work and what we look for as publishers um so it's things like little things like include your country or your emoji flag in your bio. We need to see where you live because if you're across the world, we're likely not going to be able to send you one of our books. So put that you've got like a UK flag in there and we can send you something. Um things like, yeah showing your likes is quite helpful for us as well because you might have ten thousand followers but if you're only getting 50 likes that's not very good for us because it means that you obviously haven't got the sort of right audience there they're not engaged with your content uh-huh. um obviously really nice pictures of what we like like bookstagrammable <laughs> pictures where you've got really nice backgrounds and it's really colorful and that sort of stuff um especially with kids as well if, if you're like a parent or a mummy blogger And you've got a picture of your child holding a book and reading it like that does wonders for us um yeah uh i mean i could go on forever but there are a few things um and yeah watch that video on how to get free books
1: (laughs) yes yes it's a good uh, check out the whole channel it's uh there's a lot of really great stuff for anyone looking to work in publishing and also just sort of around publishing further on to that sort of more specifically Do you have advice, because you obviously work with a lot of authors doing this kind of thing, do you have advice Mm -hmm. that you would give authors um, wanting to grow their online presence?
2: Yeah, um, I think be consistent. So be consistent with your posting. Be consistent with your usernames. Like my username is the same across everything. It really hel- helps us when we're tagging you on Twitter posts, Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us. Keep up with uh, stuff. Like be consistent in terms of you know liking all of our posts. Um, engage with us. Um, yeah, be consistent. If you, if you are an author and you've just published a book, post when you've got your copies through the post, post when it's pub day, post when, you know, you've seen your review, share it on your, on your stories, that kind of thing. Um, be really, like, friendly to your publishers as well. If you are published traditionally, like, it goes a long way. Um, you know, we're not supposed to have favorites, but, you know, the people that really do try, that obviously works really well in our favor. Um, uh, I think it, it's different – I I don't know as much when it's like self-published authors um, but you can obviously do similar things just like um, reaching out to people on social media Um, and I also think like respect the other people in the community as well like the amount of DMs I've got from authors that are just kind of rudely written that just like review my book now <laughs> and he's like no that is not <laughs> how you're going to get a review from me <laughs> um build like a build like a friendship with the people be respectful to people in the community engage with um people that work at publishing houses and other authors as well like don't always look at them as your competition look at them as kind of a, like your peers you're on the same sort of journey together support each other um yeah
1: amazing that's great advice uh, i love that let's go back to you your career very different sort of from where you were a year ago what are your plans for the future are you happy in this sort of part of publishing would you maybe want to move into a different one
2: I mean I'm not going to tell you that I'm miserable where I am (laughs) Um, no I as I said like marketing PR is where I want to be this is Mm. this is the place for me and I've said before and I've said to my manager like there's no part of my job that I have to do I'm like oh I hate doing that like genuinely every bit of my job I really like doing and I think that it's easy for me to see how to progress as well and I learn from other people and how they um sort of work with higher budget campaigns and that sort of thing so I really like that there's a lot of learning um I really like with marketing PR as well that you get to be really creative it's a very um social job if you like you're constantly talking to different press you're talking to different bloggers you're talking to influencers you're talking to events organizers um and i love all that part of it like i'm a i'm a very people person i love chatting to people um so that is definitely where i, I want to be in the future and, and i love like growing the youtube and stuff as well for the back of that um yeah so i'm I'm definitely on the right path and yeah it will be um it'll be good to see where i am sort of like this time of year
1: yeah we'll do our annual uh, yeah. check up on the podcast next yeah year, see where you're at. <laughs> for sure <laughs> That's great. Well, you really sell it. Like you must love the job because just you talking about it makes me think. Well, maybe I should move into.
2: (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like everyone, if they're like, oh, publishing, they think of editorial. Like that is, I would, I would hate to work in editorial personally. (laughs) Like marketing, marketing, and PR is the best. Like you get to just sit and make TikToks all day. I mean, it's not just that, but obviously there is a lot of like the admin side of it. But still, like I would hate to be an editorial And I think that people, when they think of books and publishing, that's it. They just think of editing all day. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that's all like what some of the stuff I do online can open up to actually there's so much more and not even my department like the interviews of like rights assistants and the interviews with like uh, I don't know sales executives and that kind of thing like those departments and those roles exist but you're not going to know unless you sort of see these things online or you or you know someone that works in those roles
1: yeah yeah, yeah that makes sense but um editorial is not for you but I've had some lovely editors who love their jobs on the show.
2: Like <laughs> yeah, I'm tutorial. sure. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: but yeah. Uh, you're 100% right. I think when people think oh you work in publishing they think oh you're you're the person that like Edits the yeah. books that go out into the world and stuff like that. But there are yeah. many different divisions. And if you want to hear more about them, you can hear Eleanor's last episode on the podcast where she attempts to list every different division uh, in publishing.
2: And I think I, forgot I did got that. <laughs> I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how good I'd be now.
1: <laughs> Speaking of last episode, this would be the time when I would ask you which book you would take to a desert island, but you already chose a book. So last time, you took a, a a sort of blanket, generic. It was it was a sort of puzzle or coloring yeah. book to the desert island. Yeah, would you stick with that, or now that you're so much older and wiser, would you swap it out for something <laughs> different? So
2: much older, so much wiser. <laughs> um, oh. I, I wouldn't bring a fiction book or a non-fiction book. I still wouldn't read a mm-hmm. reading book. I'd bring some sort of activity book still. So maybe, yeah, like an activity book or a coloring book or like a wellness book where it's just like CBT throughout. I think if I'm stuck on a desert island oh, yeah. and there's no one around me, I need to know how to look after myself. <laughs> I need to like have some peace. I need to practice some mindfulness, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, same sort of lines, but maybe more of like a, an activity book still.
1: Okay. But maybe something more sort of meditative. Something yeah, like, for
2: sure. Yeah. A, think-
1: a thinking puzzle.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: Sudoku book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for coming back on the show, Eleanor. It's been great catching up with you, finding out about everything that you've been doing over the past year. Um, yeah, it's just been really nice chatting.
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking me again. As I said, we'll do this again next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next year. For anyone listening, uh, to check out Eleanor's YouTube channel, just look up Eleanor Marie Rose on YouTube. There's tons of stuff there for anyone looking to get into the industry, just learn about the industry. It's really, really great and informative stuff. And you can follow her on socials at Eleanor M Rose E. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, to make sure you don't miss the episode of this podcast, follow us on Twitter at Right and Wrong UK and on Instagram at Right and Wrong Podcast. Thanks again to Eleanor and thanks for everyone who's listening. We'll catch you in the next episode.
2: Thank you. Bye.
1: Thanks for hanging around until the end. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, but aren't really sure what that looks like, I can't recommend Zencaster enough. It's so simple to host, record, and download your podcast with, and it even has a built-in transcription AI. It functions entirely in the internet browser, which means all your guests have to do is click on a link, and they'll be brought into the conversation. If you click on the link in the description, you'll get 30% off the first three months. All you have to do is click on the link in the description. Thanks again for supporting the show, and we'll see you in the next episode.